are guys in short sports Los Angeles. It's football season, people! Woo! Finally here. This week, we'll take a look ahead at the NFL season for both LA teams, the Rams and the Raiders. That's everybody, right? Yeah. That's all, right. Yeah. All LA football teams. Yeah. Perfect. Raiders. I don't know about that. We'll discuss what we're most excited for this upcoming season, and as is tradition around here, we'll be giving our bold predictions. Also, Ben will be updating us on how week one of college football went for both the Trojans and Bruins. Yep. Plus, we have the Dodgers to talk about, and there's some Lakers news that I'm told involves a Victor Costello conspiracy theory. Yeah. Gosh dang it, I'm excited. Pot on, gentlemen. Let's do this. I'm Jeff Wilson, and that is Victor Costello. Useless stat of the week by Victor Costello. <laughs> the Rams have the reigning offensive player of the year under contract for next for the next six years, the reigning defensive player under contract for the next seven years, and the reigning coach of the year under contract for the next four years. Oh, yes. Who's house? Rams house. I love that. Darren Besa. Hashtag pay the man because Aaron Donald is back. Yes, he is. It's going to be a great season, folks. Oh, yes, it is. And Ben Garcia. I can't wait to say why he's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not wrong, Ben. The Rams are not Hold wrong. Hold on. Hold that. Hold that thought, man. I will. Hold I will. that thought. We'll get there. I've been waiting for you to hit record for like a half hour now. Oh, he's foaming yes. at the mouth. dying over here. <laughs> Eric, the Portuguese hammer, as usual, is... Uh, is off this week. He's off in Galaxy Land. At Wait, Corner of the Galaxy. Talking Galaxy. Eric? Eric, uh, Eric um, he's the hammer guy. The hammer guy with the Portuguese. The Italian not hammer? Thor, not Thor, but uh, yeah. yeah. The, the Portuguese oh, hammer. Oh, Portuguese. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, yeah. Sorry. Great guy. Great Isabel. guy. You'd love him. All right. <laughs> Where should we start? So much to discuss. I'm thinking we start with, let's get the Lakers news out of the way. That's usually a, a fan favorite. Luau Dang. Contract buyout. Stretch no longer a Laker. No yeah. longer a Laker. Stretch him out. I mean, it's nice for him because he's going to get paid by the Lakers still, and he can go get a new contract. So uh, good for him. Yeah. Yeah. So the that's the end of the Mitch Kupchak. Uh, yeah. Uh, bad deals. Bad deals. Yeah. yeah. Right. How many games did this guy play? Two and a half. Three. <laughs> Three. <laughs> and, and he's getting paid how much? What's a buyout? 37 what? Yeah, I think he gave back seven or something like that. And I mean, he's getting paid millions. I mean, it, it, it's crazy. That's yeah, just it's nuts. ridiculous. It's yeah. nuts. So, but go ahead. I was, I was going to ask. So what's the benefit to the Lakers stretching it out now versus just paying him for the remainder of the season, waiting until he's got one year left on his deal, and then use him as trade bait? You know, to offload a contract and possibly get somebody else in. I, I think um, this is my own opinion. I think that they've been trying to unload him, and everybody's asking for well, way too much. Well, right, because he's had more than one year on his deal. But I mean, if you look back at uh, Kwame Brown when we got rid of Kwame and right. we, and we got uh, Pau Gasol, it wasn't that they were thinking that this is a, an even trade. It was they were trying to get out of salary. Right. We got the better player, but the salaries happened to match. So I would think that with Luol Deng, had we just waited not played him this season, continued to pay him, next offseason he would have one year left and we could p potentially do the same thing. Right. That, that, I mean, that's a totally viable route. I just think that the, the, the Lakers have been trying so hard and have talked to so many teams that I think that they saw the writing on the wall and that nobody was going to take him off of their hands. I think you know a lot of teams don't want to help the Lakers right now, especially since they landed LeBron. And... Uh, 
I'm glad you bring it up though, because this actually involves my tinfoil hat conspiracy theory oh, about get your why the Lakers foil hats on people did it now. Okay, so last year, <laughs> here yeah, yeah, here we go <clears throat> again right down the this, rabbit hole. Yeah, what is this, it, or what is the cloudy <laughs> trip oh, oh, down oh, the rabbit hole? Yeah, are you ready to jump down the rabbit? Oh, hole? Oh yes, ah, here, we here we go. Here we go. First, here we go. <laughs> Deep dive yeah. right here. All right, so. Last year, the Lakers, you know, they had some, they had enough cap room for two for uh, for two max contracts, you know, blah 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 blah. Everybody was looking at Paul George and LeBron James, right? And uh, and, and Paul George allegedly was guaranteed to come to the Lakers. People were talking about LeBron James, but it was kind of like, you know, even even my you know LeBron is coming to the Lakers was in jest, you know. No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> you spoke it into existence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the Lakers just got rid of Luol Deng, and they opened up $38.2 million for, uh, for the cap space next year, right? Okay. Guess how much Kevin Durant is scheduled to make on a max contract if he were to leave the Golden State Warriors? $38.2 million. $38.2 million, right? And the Paul George this year might be Kawhi Leonard. In other words... Mm-hmm. Everybody was talking about Kawhi Leonard now coming to the Lakers. Nobody's really talking about Kevin Durant. Or if there is, it's a pipe dream. It's not going to happen. Da, 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 da. Five days after uh, LeBron had an event with Kevin Durant in L.A., five days after they met at that event is when Lou Aldang was cut from the Lakers. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. <laughs> Well, th- that, so that is so tinfoily. Well, I was going to really say that, that kind of goes. It. That kind of goes to my second question, and that is, they had enough cap room for two stars this year. So going into next year, it would have been implied since we signed one star that we would have enough for at least a second star next year. So that's why I was thinking to myself, why would the Lakers now stretch that contract? And it's because. Maybe something like that's going to happen. You know, it sounds tinfoil, but sort of <laughs> the way things have been going yeah. with Magic Johnson, and I hate to say that it might be tampering, but... <laughs> oh, it, oh, it mean, is. Oh, it is. If that happens, shit has been tampered with. Yeah. <laughs> because And I'd still hate Kevin Durant. Half, halfway through the season... You would? Well, I don't know. I, don't, yeah. I love him so here. I might have to get a Durant jersey. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love it, Ben. Because la- halfway through the year last year was when uh, Matt Johnson was like, uh, I don't know if we're going to get two stars this year. Yeah. I'm giving myself two years to do it. I mean, who says that? I mean, he and the reason why they had to open up more space because uh, Paul George wasn't guaranteed as much as Kevin Durant is. But, man, I tell you what. I mean, it just seems weird. That the numbers match up. It's five days after LeBron and, and Kevin, you know, are at an event together here in L.A. And uh, I tell you what, uh, it's going to be another crazy offseason. Oh, yeah, you know it is. <laughs> oh, man. That's that, it. Uh, Nothing else. That's exciting. Yeah. So do you hear that? Kevin Durant is coming to the Lakers. <laughs> too soon? Not yeah, yet. I think it's too soon. Okay. <laughs> it's too soon. All right. Too soon. The season hasn't even started. Yet. How about we move on and talk about some Rams? <sighs> NFL football is back, people. It, it is week one, and uh, I could not be more excited. That's a good time. I was going to say, you remember about, I think it was two episodes ago, we went 35 minutes and we kept blowing through material? Well, welcome back to the hour episode. <laughs> <laughs> Right. You got a comfortable seat, pull up we're, your whiskey, and enjoy yourself. <laughs> yes, we're right, getting to the right. best part of sports. It's like Christmas. best part of the year. Yeah. Football's starting. Baseball's getting to the really good part. Really good stuff. Unless you're yeah. an Angel fan, 
uh, <laughs> basketball starting. Well done, Jeff. Hockey, if you like hockey. Yeah. I just beat you to the punch on that one. I didn't even think of it. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Besa, how about you start us off and give us a refresher of what happened in the off season? Can you do that? Are you prepared for that? Oh, am I prepared? <laughs> <laughs> nice. What I mean, I guess does... the biggest news, we should start there with Aaron Donald. With Aaron Donald, yeah. Yes. How about we start there? For, for how many years now have we been talking about when is Aaron Donald going to go ahead and get this contract? Well, Vic has been saying forever that uh, he's yeah. not going to sign. Yes. The Rams yes. weren't going to pay him. Yeah, what happened now, Vic? I, I'm Look glad what to we be got. wrong. Glad yeah. to be wrong. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so what do we got? We got Aaron Donald for the next six years. Rams are paying him $135 million with $87 million guaranteed. Now, guys, I'm one to say that this deal is expensive. Yes, it is. However, it works. It works for the Rams. And the reason why it works is because we have enough money to blow for the 2019 season. In addition to that, we have over $90 million or so for the 2020 season. More so the fact that the reason why we have this much money is because we have young talent who have been developed who are playing on this team who are under rookie contracts for right now Aaron's Donald contract makes sense overall for the Rams so glad he's back yeah me too Darren <laughs> Woo! Woo! that's perfect no one else needs to say anything about yeah. Aaron well, Donald it's, it's gonna come it's gonna Nothing. come Nothing else? Nobody has anything else? Is it my time Nobody has beefs about it? So here's here's my thing. Oh, Ben has a beef. Surprise, surprise. Go figure. It's not a beef. It's just a concern. If I were a Rams, if I was the Rams organization, there's a couple things that can go wrong, right? If you remember Matt Kemp when he played with Seattle his first couple years, and this is a different sport, but I mean, I think the point, it will be clear, is that he was very athletic. He was young. He was in shape. And then all of a sudden, like it felt like one or two off seasons, he came back like twice his size. Mm-hmm. And so the thing is, is that, you know, Aaron Donald is what, 26 years old or something like that. Who's to say that now with this big contract, he doesn't get fat, dumb and happy, come back completely overweight and just, you know, non-athletic. And now you guys are left with him. The other thing is now you're left, you're susceptible to. You know, damage to the organization if he gets injured at a point, you know, and, and the thing is, is that when you're a quarterback, you can put an offensive line in front of to, in, in front to protect him. Yeah. You can also protect the quarterback by putting him in three step drops. If you're playing against a guy that's got a good, pra- you know, he's, who's a good pass rusher. When you're in the trenches, you're getting hit all the time. Oh, yeah. and, and guys are falling and they're rolling in the wrong direction. And so to me, to invest that type of money into a defensive lineman just doesn't make sense. Now, I'm not saying you can't do it for a year or two, but to get the type of guaranteed money that mm-hmm. you guys gave him, to me, just doesn't make sense. Ben probably thinks we're breeding a bunch of millennials and we should go to the Patriot way where we don't pay anybody. <laughs> Here's my thing. And hire, and hire all white. I truthfully believe that your window is very short. I think that the Rams have an opportunity this season, at most, maybe next season. I and think the, it's and, too. And then, you know and, then I think, and then I think that window shuts, and then you're left with you know picking up the pieces. Let me tell you why, even if you're right, it's still the right move to do, is we saw what happened in year one back in L.A. when the Rams were terrible. Oh, and Let's not go there. Uh, yeah, let's, let's not. The season that shall not be discussed. <laughs> yeah. But the, L.A. wants a winner. 
They won a winner, and and we had not established a fan base, and so nobody showed up. Nobody really cared much. Last year, they start winning, and by the end of the season, we were having a sizable crowd start show up. We got to build on that. If this right. team goes cold, people are going to go right back to the beach or to wherever they were, you know, before. It's Southern California. We have a billion things to do. We've got to build on that. Hopefully, it. It gets us a Super Bowl. It gets us, you know, maybe longer than two years. But you have two years to build this fan base up so yeah. that you hopefully, you know, can can hook more people into your product. Right. This is this is huge and important. I don't know that it would maybe be as smart if it was in another situation. But I think the Rams are in a critical time where these next two years, especially with the new stadium opening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What a what a slap in the face it would be if we open this amazing stadium and they're as awful as they were oh, in yeah. the first year they were here. Yeah. So it's it's important. Yeah. You yeah. know, and and even if in, in five years it it looks like you know the Rams are in shambles and the window closed and we didn't win. I think I think we we're still better off for it because we'll have created a bigger fan base of what's going to happen in these next few years. That's yeah. fair. Oh, what? Wow. <laughs> I can be You did it. I did it. <laughs> that, wow. That's our show, folks. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> oh, man, I feel good. Wow. If that's what they're Great. going for. Uh, Jeff's fair. touching it's... his chest again. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about, uh, Darren, real quick. How about some of the other moves that the Rams made in the offseason for those that haven't been paying attention? Well, this offseason was more about what our defense is going to go ahead and do. Uh, and we'll go ahead and talk a little bit about what the offenses did. But for defense, uh, we have a lot of good weapons that uh, Wade Phillips is going to go ahead and use throughout the season. We picked up two great cornerbacks by the name of Aqib Tlaib, who is yeah. a veteran in the industry. Screw that guy. Uh, what's, what's wrong with Aqib Tlaib, Mr. Man, Raider? You were happy to see him go, right? Well, I, I mean, leave from Denver, Denver right? Yeah. yeah. No, he, he messed with one of my my receivers, you know, back yeah, in the day, pulling a chain off uh, Crabtree. I didn't like it. Twice. Twice. Yeah, twice. Yeah. yeah. Did he do it twice? He did, he did twice. twice. He's a little bitch. <laughs> Shouldn't be wearing a chain on the football field. Come on. That's true. <laughs> so other than uh, Aqib Tlaib, we obviously go ahead and pick up Marcus Peters, who's from the Kansas City Chiefs. We Crazy. actually yeah. got him on the Crazy. cheap for a fifth-round draft pick. I know he butted heads with Kansas City. That's probably why we got him on the cheap. But uh, you know what? Back in, uh, for our cornerbacks, they're going to be solidifying it up, along with uh, Sam Shields. In addition to that, we've got to think of our defensive line. we got Sue, yeah, who's going to be lining up uh, with uh, Aaron Donald. So uh, there's a threat uh, right on our defensive line. I don't think he can have much left in the tank. That You know, like, I mean, we were talking about him five or six years ago. I, to me, I think, well, you know, to be honest, I haven't watched enough of him to play, but I, I can't imagine that he's going to be the guy that I remember playing for the Detroit Lions. He'll probably mm-hmm. be a shell of his former self just playing off name. But, you know, if, if he can come out – and you know, play half the snaps for you guys and play well. Then you know, good for you. No, he had he had a good season last year, and he's definitely better than uh, he's an upgrade. Yeah, from what the Rams had there had last year. And you know, for the most part, you know, Sue's a type of guy who just like Aaron Donald, you just can't have one guy pin on him. Offensive need two guys on him. Therefore, you have now Sue and Aaron Donald with next to each other. I think you know, thirty-one other teams, their offensive line is just going to go ahead and crumble. So does that mean that offenses are going to do three-step drops against you guys? Well, if so, who do you have in the back? You got well. You got a good cornerback. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We yeah, got two. <laughs> <laughs> face no. in the face no. in the face. 
guys. And sorry. If you guys stay healthy, we usually do three. You're right. You were right. I was wrong. If you guys stay healthy, you guys are gonna have a hell of a defense. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Oh yeah, the defense is gonna be yeah, amazing. And, and you got the best you defensive coordinator. You don't need to say that if you stay healthy, thing, Ben. I'm gonna knock on wood here. You don't need to say that. That's <laughs> assumed. It's football. Well, yeah. so I mean, you guys were the luckiest team last year as far as injuries were concerned. So sometimes you have a great year, other years you don't. So all I'm saying is that if you can stay healthy and the guys that you're putting out in week one are the same guys rolling out in week mm-hmm. 16, then you guys are gonna have a hell of a season. But if you guys lose one or two players, you know, even with the best defensive coordinator in the league, it's gonna be a rough going. And, you know, I'm going to go ahead and side uh, with Ben on that one. As you said, last year, we really got lucky as far as for injuries. Our most prone injury was for um, Zerline. Greg Zerline. And Sammy Watkins was out for a little bit, which uh, Robert Woods took over. You but knew once you signed him, Sammy was going to be yeah. out at least yeah. a few <laughs> weeks. Yeah. But other than those two guys, we pretty much had a very solid, healthy team. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of uh, Sammy Watkins, he's out, and we brought on Brandon Cooks. Oh, yeah. Excited about this move on the offensive side? Very excited. Of the 11 players from last season, 10 of them are returning. Only one player is gone, which is Sammy Watkins, as you have mentioned. Brandon Cooks slides into the role, and Brandon Cooks, for the last three seasons, has had 1,000 receiving yards. I think he can possibly do that again with a Sean McVay system. I'm very excited on what Cooks has to bring. Is he going to be your direct replacement for Sammy Watkins? Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about we talk about... Um, Players we're most excited to see this season. Hey, you know what? And Vic, you got a player you're most excited to see on this Rams team. Give uh, Darren a second to catch his breath. Well, besides, you know, my favorite player? Uh, Cooper. Co- oh, no, no, no. Greg Zerline. <laughs> Thank you. Greg Zerline. Yes, yes, other than Greg Zerline. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Just wanted to make sure. Of course, Greg Zerline. <laughs> is he going to be as big as, uh, as last year? Oh, yeah. Is he going to have his greatest season? Oh, yeah, on. he's back. He's Greg looking healthy. Yeah, he's took some on. preseason Legatron. snaps. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. he's, he's looking good this preseason. Yeah. Come on. Come on, Jeff. You're better love than that guy. You're, you're right. You're he's right. Score Stupid the most question. Points. <laughs> I, was, I was just trying to stir up You drama. should love your wife. Not, like, <laughs> not a place kicker for a crappy L.A. football team. <laughs> oh, you must be talking about that other team then. Uh, <laughs> no, you know, I'm a, I'm a running backs guy. Uh, I, I, you know, huge Barry Sanders fan, uh, you know, Peyton. Um, and uh, so I, I'm always sort of excited to see Gurley run. Oh. Yeah, I want him to. I want him to go off again this year. That would be amazing. You think he's gonna do as well as last season? Oh, I think so. I do. Yeah, yeah I do. <laughs> you don't. Oh, Ben doesn't. No, <laughs> go figure. So, hear, hear me out. Okay, of course. One of the big. Do reasons- we have a choice? <laughs> yes, you do. One All of, right. We'll one of the big that. reasons why I think Goff turned it around last year was because McVeigh took away the decision making from him. Oh, I thought it was because Fisher wasn't there. He anymore. basically said. Here's here's your read, and if the read Same isn't thing. there, you're going to dump the ball to the running back. So I think right. Gurley got a lot of balls in the flat. I think there was a lot of run plays. They were a run-heavy team last year. It took that you know, decision-making away from Goff because they really needed to just increase his confidence. So there's one of two things that are going to happen this year, and that is Goff will have got the confidence that he needed and that he's going to have a good hold on that playbook. And now he's going to make more decisions with the ball in his hands, which is going to take the ball away from Gurley. The other option is that he hasn't made any strides. He's still the same guy that ended week 17 last year or or week 18 in the playoffs. And that's not a bad thing. It isn't. But now teams are going to know that and they're going to now key in on Gurley and he isn't going to have the type of season. So I, I don't think that he's going to repeat what happened last year based on that. 
Yeah, and you you got to think back onto why the Rams actually gave him an extension. I mean, they paid big bucks when oh, they yeah. necessarily didn't have to pay Todd Gurley, but he's that threat on the ground, and he's that threat through the air. Yeah, I think Todd Gurley yeah. is that type of guy. I think this season it's going to be a little bit tough for Todd Gurley just because of Brandon Cooks. There is a lot of weapons for Jared Goff to go ahead and go through. You still have Brandon Cooks out there, but you now have second year for Cooper Cup and uh, Robert Woods. So um, there, there's a, definitely a lot of weapons that Goff can go to. And let's hope that Gurley can go ahead and get on the ground with it. I think, though, at the end of the day and the end of the season, he will have a 1,500-yard rushing that's, season. That's a hell of a season yeah. if he can do 1,500 yards. That'd be amazing. I'm thinking if, yeah. if he can rush for 1,000 to 1,200, I think that that's, that's where he needs to be. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I would say around 1,200 for sure. All right. How about we talk about – oh, wait, no. Darren, uh, <laughs> what player are you excited <laughs> to talk about? Do I have to pick just one? Well, um, give, us, give us some of yours. I'm going to have to go with uh, Jared Goff. And I, I don't think he quite gets the credit for last season. Just and he because, shouldn't. And just because, <laughs> what? Ben, come on. <laughs> go ahead. Why, why shouldn't he? Well, you, so you're basing, let, you're going to give all the credit to McVay. Let me just say this. I'm looking forward to seeing Jared Goff too, so Jeff doesn't have to ask. So go ahead and continue what you're going to say. I'll tell you what you're wrong. <laughs> I I can't consider the 2016 season, those seven games that he played his his rookie season. Last year, in my opinion, was his true rookie season. RG3, his first season when Shanahan called the playbook to make it really easy for him, he played well. Every subsequent year, he played worse. But every coach has can do that. Yeah, but you can't do it for too long until other defensive coordinators figure out what you're doing. That's why it's going to be interesting to me. I don't think Goff has near the year that he had last year. Well, so wait, you don't think Goff is going to have that great of a year, and you don't think Gurley's going to have that right, great of a year? because I think Goff is going to take more responsibility. I think he's going to make ill-advised decisions. He's going to throw more interceptions. He's going to throw then more they go to God. Then they go to Gurley. No, more incomplete passes, and he's not going to go to Gurley as much. That's why I don't think the Rams' offense is going to do as well this year. No, you know what this is. Ben is a closet Rams fan, and he's protecting himself. <laughs> oh, here we you go. just admitted it, Ben. <laughs> we'll, we'll get him a golf jersey. Right. Admit it. We uh, are going to get you a golf jersey. Yeah. Yeah. I have one from James Whitlock. I'll in the burn closet. that Perfect. shit. James hey, James Whitlock, let me show you how to do it when somebody gives you a free jersey. <laughs> Give it to me. I dare you. It's going to burn rainbow colors, by the way. <laughs> Give it to me. <laughs> it's going to yeah, burn right. rainbow You got colors. anything against rainbows? Uh, Darren, no, what do you got against I, rainbows? I'm all about rainbows. All right. All right. <laughs> and the butterflies. And the That's best right. <laughs> Especially when it comes to our Rams. All right. So I'll tell you what. This Rams segment, because we could talk Rams all day. And you know what? You're in luck. We oh. are going to talk Rams all day. Are yeah. those guys back? But we're going to do that over at the Rams House uh, podcast. This yes. week is the first episode of the 2018 season of the Rams House. So uh, for the rest of your Rams news, go check out the Rams yeah. house. We have a, an unedited version of, of all our Rams. I heard they're sponsoring us this year. Is that true? Oh, yes. yes. Oh, yeah. wow. Guys in shorts <laughs> sponsored by the Rams house. They're sponsoring us. That's not, yeah. that's not good. <laughs> we should be sponsoring Wait, them. What so. do you guys pay? <laughs> Darren, shark I'm going to hold out a little bit. A gallon of shark pee, Darren. 
He's in. I win at least 137 million. (laughs) Moving on. Good stuff. Gosh dang it. You know what? No matter how you slice it, it is exciting. Football's back. And this Rams season, it is. It's going to be a good one. I'm excited about football this year. Yeah. Oh, Ben. That makes me happy to hear. Hell yeah. And it awesome. starts Monday well, night, Ben. That's right. Since Monday night. Since Ben's excited. Yeah, it starts Monday night with the Rams versus your beloved Raiders. Yes. How about uh, how about we talk about your Raiders? Why don't you catch us up to speed on what you guys did in the offseason? So th- the Raiders really made a big splash, as you guys know, a few months ago with, with uh, John Gruden being their new head coach, <laughs> which... <laughs> A lot of people laugh at because Darren, because they say <laughs> that when you've been, there's a few businesses that you can't be away from for a long time and then think that you're going to come back and you're going to blend right in. Right. And one of them is, is NFL coaching. If you think about just the iterations of how coaching has changed and, and how game plans have changed since the last time John Gruden did a game plan for a game, there's going to be some growing pains this year. And, and I think that the Raiders recognize that. And I, and, I, and I think that any Raider fans that comes in and says, we're going to win 12 and we're going to lose four this year, I, I think that they're being unrealistic. You know, they're, they're being Jeff Wilson. I <laughs> <laughs> dare you. Jeff but point now. taken. <laughs> so, you know, along, along with John Gruden, uh, as you guys know, this week we, got, uh, we traded Khalil Mack, which is huge because there's, there's really – Two important positions that you have on one side of the ball and the other. The quarterback is on the offensive side, and then linebacker is going to be he's the, the captain of your defense. And so losing Khalil Mack the week before you start the regular season, I think is really starting the Raiders off on the wrong foot. Um, the, other, the other thing that we did in the offseason was we traded a third-round pick for Martavius Bennett from uh, – I'm sorry, Martavius Bryant from the Pittsburgh Steelers. And so I was sort of excited this season thinking, you know, we're, we're going to get because we lost Michael Crabtree last year. So mm-hmm. we're going to be backfilling yeah. that position with a younger version of Crabtree. He's a, he's a big, strong guy, a possession receiver. Um, and <laughs> now he has had some he's, he's looking at a suspension for drugs in the offseason. So the Raiders didn't know whether or not he was going to be suspended for a portion of the season or the entire season. Wow. So they were forced really to make a decision saying, do we want to keep him in hopes that maybe he doesn't lose the full season or not? So we ended up just waving him. Don't know if he's been picked up by anybody at this point. Probably not. But, Hmm. you know, when you trade a third round pick for a guy that you're planning on having for the full season, that doesn't help you either. Um, and now when you talk about the quarterback position, Derek Carr, he, he's, he's healthy. He's, he's, you know, doing well. And really it was a talk about who was going to be the backup quarterback. We drafted Connor Cook, I think two years ago from Michigan state. And we brought in EJ Manuel last season. And so EJ was the backup guy. And this year in the preseason, neither of these two guys really were taking ownership of that backup role. So the Raiders decided we're going to just wave Connor Cook, and they ended up trading for A.J. McCarron, who used to play for Alabama. Mm -hmm. And I don't really know much about A.J. McCarron because he's been a backup his entire career. But my thought is is that, you know, John Gruden, who is the quarterback whisperer, probably talked to him at some point and thinks better of him than he thought of Connor Cook. So there's been a lot of changes to the roster this season. Uh, and, And a lot of people have been giving the Raiders a bunch of shit because they've been saying, you know, that, you know, John Gruden doesn't know what he's doing. He's making all of these changes. And I'll be honest with you, I, I, I'm with the Raiders 
for most of the decisions that they've been making because I, I, I don't want to get caught up in salary cap issues. As a Raiders fan, we've been just horrified with some of the contracts that Al Davis used to give out. Yeah. It wasn't until a couple of years ago that you know uh, Reg, Reggie McKenzie was able to really get us out from underneath a lot of these things, and we went through like a six-year stretch where we probably won 10 games or some ridiculous number because we just had to get out from underneath those. So when you have you know Khalil Mack saying, I want $90 million guaranteed, I want this number of years, it just wasn't something that, as Raiders fans, I would feel comfortable with. And so as hard as it is to see homegrown talent, especially as somebody as talented as Khalil Mack leave, I think the Raiders made the right decision. And it's for the same reasons that we talked about with Aaron Donald. At this point, if that's what the market is willing to pay and, 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 you, and you like the guy, and, and, and some people will ask, do you think that this hurts now the Raiders in signing deals long-term with other players because now they look at the Raiders not wanting to pay somebody? I think the Raiders did a solid to Khalil Mack. They could have kept him and they could have franchised him for two years. They didn't. They said, yeah. you want to get paid. It's a good point. Why don't you go out and find it? We'll give you permission. Mm-hmm. And if, if that trade is, is, is acceptable to us, we'll take it. You get paid. We'll get some draft picks and we'll continue to build. And I think the way the Raiders are looking at the season is let's do as well as we can. Let's end the season in a positive note and let's build for next season. And I think that's where the, the, you know, the, the, the number one pick comes from 2019 and, and future picks and et cetera. So this year, I think looking at the Raiders, I believe that anything above eight and eight is exceeding expectations. I think eight and eight is something that they should strive for because they were six and 10 last year, 12 and four the year before anything less than that. I think that uh, people start getting a little upset at John Gruden, but with a 10 year contract, He's there to stay, and I think we need to believe him. And at this point, the only thing that I don't like that the Raiders are doing is that they've gotten old. If you look at the Raiders last season, they they were they were very young, and and we went out and we got you know Doug Martin. We we've, we've got who's we, back we, up to Marshawn Lynch. We, we signed Marshawn Lynch, you know. So we've signed some older players, and maybe these were the guys that were like studs when he was coaching the last time. I'd like to think that that's all these not guys the case. are on Darren's There's, fantasy yeah. football team, by the way. But you gotta know believe what? in vets. I am willing at this point. I'm willing to see what John Gruden is 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 about. And, and I think that he's been away long enough. I think that he's studied the NFL. I don't think he left in the sense that he doesn't know how to play oh, ball no. and all that yeah, kind of yeah. stuff. No, so I around. think it's going to take him some time. But the Raiders this year, it's, it's going to be an experiment. And, and as a Raiders fan, I'm willing to accept that that's what it is. And I'm looking forward to next season. Hasn't that all been right. John Gruden's way, though? Is... It has been. He's always been against the grain, just like uh, yeah. Al Davis. And that's why his son has said, that's the guy we want to run the, the Oakland Raiders. Yeah, but my, my only concern is, you know, you, you trade away Cleo Mack. You get two number one draft picks, you know, one for 2019 and 2020. I actually took some time and went back and looked at the Rams' number one draft picks throughout the last 13 seasons or so. Okay. And in my opinion, not one, not one of those players are great players. Right. I don't think this organization has it in them to develop number one draft picks. And you gave away... Khalil Mack, who's a playmaker on yeah. the team. You're right. And that, that, that is a, a great argument because as a Raiders fan, that's what I struggle with. Yeah. Absolutely. 
But Ben hates paying players, so that that supersedes <laughs> he hates everything play, else. He hates so, playing players, but at the meantime, you give John Gruden a hundred million dollars for ten years. That's right. No, yeah. that's a long contract. That's, that's not against the salary cap. The thing True. that I have against the 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 Khalil Mack deal is if you signed him to what he asked for, or even what he got with the Bears, twenty percent of your cap is yeah. now run up in two players. Yeah, and it's hard to build a team around that type of salary constraint sure no i i hear you buddy i hear you i'm glad you got rid of him before week one exactly so raiders are going eight and eight right or less than that that's what i hope well let's uh let's just talk about what that eight and eight looks all right let's do you want to you want we'll just power through this real quick because nobody nobody cares about the raiders who actually (laughs) yeah Nobody really. The, we're talking about the Rams you know and the Raiders. This is this is more a slap in the face to the Chargers than anything. <laughs> we're not even mentioning the Chargers. No reason. <laughs> That's enough time we spent just, on Chargers. Just read all quick. I'll say win loss. Week week one versus the Rams. I think it's a loss. Uh, week two versus the Broncos at the Broncos. You know what? I I'll take the win on that because I I think that the Broncos will get stronger as the season goes and they'll beat us late. They'll beat us later in the season. All right. Week three at the Dolphins. I think they beat the Dolphins. All right. Week four versus the Browns at home. Oh, they beat the Browns at home. Of course. Uh, week five at, in quotations, the Chargers, because we know that'll be a Raiders home They'll game. lose. Whoa, okay. Uh, week six versus the Seahawks at home. I think they beat the Seahawks. All right. Week seven is your bye. Week okay, eight. We win that week. <laughs> Stamp that one approved. Week eight uh, at home versus the Colts. I think they they beat the Colts. That's so that's five wins so far. Oh man, we're gonna have a tough back end of the season. Week <laughs> week nine <laughs> uh, at the 49ers on Thursday night football. They lose. All right. Versus uh, handsome Jimmy G. Yep. Mm-hmm. Week ten uh, versus the Chargers at home. They lose. All right. Mm. Uh, week 11 at the Arizona Cardinals. They win. All right. That's at home. Week 12 at the Baltimore Ravens. They lose. All right. Week 13 versus the Chiefs at home. They lose. Week 14 versus the Steelers at home. They lose. All right. Uh, week 15 at the Cincinnati Bengals. I think they beat the Bengals. All right. Uh, and week 16 versus the Broncos at home. Lose. And, and week lose to Kansas City. 17 at the Chiefs. So they that's lose. seven and nine. Okay. All right. Seven and nine. Good luck to the wow. Raiders. That is an awful back half of the season. Yeah. You're right. You guys well, because I was, I was, I was actually waiting for the, 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 the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, the Denver Broncos. Yeah. We're not playing a lot of those division rivals until later in the season. And sure. that's really where we're going to have our problems. But isn't isn't there something in John Gruden? I mean, doesn't it take a little time for his system to, to take hold? It's Would, a very Shouldn't they have a, a well, better back half? Yes. But I also think that other teams are gelling as well. Yeah. And and I just think it's going to take... So the You thing guys is, have a tougher back half of the season. We do. But the thing is, is that... A lot of the things that you want to prepare for and that Gruden hasn't gone through for 10 years mm-hmm. have to be done in the preseason. You can't change things on the fly midseason. Once you've developed who you are and what you're doing, yeah. you can vary things from week to week, but you can't change who you are. Yeah. And so I think right now, I don't know if Gruden's going to come back with 1999's offense. 
you know? Yeah. Or when, when, when he last coached, so 10 years ago. He's so, showing the so team grainy film. So 2008 was the last time that he actually coached a <laughs> he game. He pulled out of the True story. Yeah. 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 So, you know, so I don't know. And, and, yeah. and I don't think Raiders fans know. I don't even think John Gruden knows. But, oh, John Gruden. Knows. But the thing is, is that he's prepared he this knows. team. <laughs> yeah, seriously. he has prepared this team for what he's prepared this team for, and yeah. you're going to see a little bit of changes. That is profound. But but next. <laughs> oh yeah. But next season, I think he's going to learn off of what he did this year. And next season will be a different story. Yeah. There's your question. So from what you're saying from from the Raiders schedule and the Rams schedule, it sounds like maybe then the San Diego Chargers has uh, the division. I think in in the in the, in the uh, National League West, yeah, yeah, in the AFC West, <laughs> I I truthfully believe that the Chargers will win. I think that it'll probably be Kansas City, Denver, and then the Raiders. Okay. Fair I think enough. the Raiders. Wait. The Raiders or Denver. I think they'll. The, it's going to be a race for you know whoever's going to be eight and eight or seven and nine. So Chargers win it, and then Kansas. I, City. I think Kansas yeah. City because I think Kansas City, even with Patrick Mahomes. And losing Alex Smith, I think that Alex or uh, that uh, Andy Reid has established himself as the best coach in the division. Yeah, and I think that you have to give him props, and that you know, even though he may not have the talent, I think that he, because he's in that position, they're going to win enough games to probably be second in the division. Well, Ben, I hope you go better than seven and. I hope so for too. Playing. Thanks, yeah. Jeff. Seven and nine. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> hey, before we talk college uh, football, how about we talk a little baseball? The Dodgers are, uh, are they still playing? Yeah. I love, playing. I love, I love, <laughs> are you confusing? I've completely, I've completely tuned out of baseball. <laughs> this goes to As show you, should, you yeah. how far baseball has fallen because this is the most exciting part of the season. And we have prompted the Lakers in front of them, the Rams and the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're like, are they even playing? Yeah. That was but, coming from an Angels fan. Yeah, that, I, I tuned out of baseball. But Dodgers, you guys should be excited. Yeah, we're right, right there. Are, uh, are, have we righted the ship yet? Well, What's we're going in first on? place, or at least we were to start today. Right? Yeah, well, we lost We lost today. today. I think yeah. we're a game back. Are we a game what back I now? T- I don't know. I looked it up earlier. Okay. But I think we're a game back. But, I mean, it's, it's tight. Uh, Colorado... I think uh, Arizona is a game and a half back. Colorado's in first, but, but all three of those positions have been, you know, jockeying back and forth yeah. for the past few days. Right. Um, the this Dodgers. Is the story of the last several years, right? Well, no, last not year. Really. No, not last year. Not, not last year. No, yeah. last season was like that. No, well, you not guys this. Not this ran close. Away with right. Yeah, yeah, not this close. But yeah, um, I don't. I don't know if we've righted the ship mm-hmm. uh, no. again. Like you know what? What I said before was when they were, when they had that losing streak. There was a, bu- a bunch of games that they only you know they lost by one or two runs. Right. And we're sitting here, you know, saying that they're the worst team ever. And I'm like, ah. And now they've, they've done the opposite where they've, they won three out of four against Arizona. But they were, again, you know, they won by one or two runs, you know. Yeah. yeah. And they, so they those, to that Arizona. could have been totally different. They did to Arizona what we had, you know, grown yeah. accustomed to, which is blown eighth and ninth yeah. inning leads. Uh, they did that to Arizona yeah, in gotcha. that four-game yeah. series. So I, I don't know if we've righted the ship. Um, it's great that we won three out of four against Arizona. I, I still think there's some room to improve. There was, what, 22 games left, yeah. I think, in the season. Um, so there's still plenty of time uh, to get things gelling a little bit better. Uh, Kenley's not traveling. Yeah. yeah, what's the story with him? Well, so he has the irregular that, heartbeat again. Yeah. And so they, they said that he's not going to travel on this next road trip. So I think that they've lost him for at least three games, yeah. if not more. Um, I think it's concerning that you know that's what he was out for before. He spent I think what two two and a half weeks on the on the uh, d- disabled list. Comes back, uh, was a little bit rusty. 
And so now it's going to happen again. And so, you know, for health reasons, you know, we don't know if we're going to get him back. If yeah. we do get him back, is he going to be rusty? And is it going to be the bullpen blowing the next three or four games? And now it doesn't matter if he comes back because we're going to be so far back in the division that we won't yeah. have enough games to make it up. So yeah. I think this next week is really going to be – It's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. Do you have somebody that fills that closer role? Or is no. it going to no. kind of I mean, be a I think no. closer Maeda, by committee? Kenta Maeda, I think, was the guy that they had deemed – the most reasonable because yeah. everybody that they were throwing out there was just lo- losing it. And Ugh. at least Kenta has got the, the mentality of, I'm just going to go out there and battle. And and whether I win or I lose, it is what it is. But right now, I think he's our best option. Yeah, and even he blew a game. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough. It's tough. Like I said, I wish that they had gone and, and, and picked up uh, you know, another pitcher at the trade deadline. I've been preaching that for you, a while. You called it a long time yeah. ago, Vic. Gosh dang yeah. it. And they didn't, Why nobody don't ever they listens listen to me. Oh, come on. <laughs> Actually, speaking of pickups, when the heck did you guys land David Freeze? I was you subjected know, to five ago. minutes of Dodgers yeah. baseball last night because my remote died as it stopped on Channel 5. <laughs> and, and God forbid you yeah. fix that. Yeah, it I, took I, you five yeah. minutes to change batteries? <laughs> And anyway, I mean, come on, man. Free, yeah. You're the man of the house. Well, I didn't want to go downstairs, wake up the kids, and all that. So, and anyways, awesome. freezes up, and he hits that home run. Yeah. But I was thinking, David, that was freeze. actually. I, I love that pickup because he's 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 a guy that's won. He you know he was MVP. Yeah. He's a veteran. He's probably. I'm hoping he's hoping another, that he's great. Former he's Angel Chase Utley. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that. I like pickup. him. Yeah. No, it's that weird. The, well, he, baseball he, doesn't really have like they have like two trade deadlines yeah it's the weirdest yeah thing it, in is. The world. it is weird yeah well good good i hope uh hope everything's well and thoughts and prayers to kenley jansen hopefully he uh gets better and yeah i hope yeah we you know what here's the thing if he doesn't come back uh before the end of the season i, I at this point to be honest with you i don't see the dodgers making noise in the playoffs if they make the playoffs this year i just don't think they've got the horses in Vic, the, in, Vic is naughty. Oh yeah, and no. that's scary. Oh no, no, no. I'm, I'm saying I understand what you're saying, oh, but okay. no. If they make the playoffs, they're getting, they're in the World Series. Oh okay. I'm uh, still saying. Okay. That. I hope so. I, was but say, I, I don't see it. Yeah. Vic is the rainbows and butterflies of the Dodgers. Yeah. yeah. If Vic's worried, then, then yeah. Well, I'm worried about them the getting in. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's the part I'm worried about. Once yep. they're in, I, I think this team is kind of built for the playoffs. Yeah. So that's the hope. Yeah. Okay. Just uh, on a scale of one to ten, how worried are you? Ten's the most worried that they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah, uh, probably DefCon eight five right now. Oh, okay. I'd, yeah. I'd say right. seven or eight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. All That's right. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, good luck to you guys. Uh, good luck. Nothing. Angels. Good luck to you guys too. We're yeah. Oh, wait we're we're wait, out wait, of what? it. We're Let's just not even talking. About we're just it. waiting. For, <laughs> real quick, there there is something worth mentioning. You're talking about um, Shohei, and who cares? Because you guys aren't making the playoffs. <laughs> we're, we're Jeff, not, in all honesty, when was the last time you watched an Angel game? Uh, yesterday. Oh, really? <laughs> and before that, I June. <laughs> I listened in the car ride home. As you're sitting in traffic. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> you know, I didn't even hear what you said. <laughs> you're was, welcome. Uh, I was yeah. paying attention. Darren and I were having an adult conversation over here. <laughs> when you're editing, you'll hear it. It'll be the, the showtime. If only you could have seen it, though. That's, was that recommended was to have uh, Tommy John surgery. Yeah. He he took that news and then he went out and hit two home runs tonight though, which is incredible for somebody who has been recommended to hit or opt yeah. for a Tommy John surgery. You know, looking back at June of this year, 
Uh, this is when he was on um, on leave with that UCL sprain or whatever, and they actually recommended Tommy John at that point in time. He got that shark piss injected into his body. Oh, of course, there it is. That yep, up again. Yep. <laughs> but you know what? It it the plasma injections injections. It just seems temporary, at yeah. least for the Angels players at this moment in time. It happened with Heaney. I think it happened with um, uh, Skaggs. But yeah, I mean, at, at what point are you going to say, you know what? Let's just Get it over with. Yeah. Now. Hopefully. Now. Now. Yeah. But whatever they do, they got to do it quick. Tommy John, do it. Just get it done. Get it over Rip with. Rip the Band-Aid off. Yeah. All right. <laughs> See you next season as yeah. a DH. Put some Bactine on it. Doesn't that doesn't that fix... Uh, an, That's what I heard. Yeah. Well, Darren no, wants to pee on it. shark pee. That's right. Yeah. Darren will pee on it for you. All right. Moving on. Uh, let's talk... Let's get back to some football. College football, that is. Yeah. Ben Garcia is here with an update on both USC and UCLA, right? Yes. Yeah. All right. I need Eric to start showing up, so I don't have to worry about USC. <laughs> I know. I know. Because <laughs> oh, you just want to do the UCLA updates, right? Well, that's what I told him I was going to do this year, and then he <laughs> yeah. up and quits and goes oh, yeah. to the Seriously. corner of the galaxy. That guy. Good that going. guy. He's soft. He'll be back next week. <laughs> he is soft. Yeah. Hopefully, I'm here next we week. We love you, Eric. Uh, <laughs> Benjamin. Yes. Where should we start? So we'll, well, we'll start with USC. So oh. going into this season, we lost our top running back, our top receiver, and our quarterback. Mm -hmm. So you can't think that you're going to come in immediately and you're going to be at the top of the division. Now, last year, the USC Trojans won the Pac-12 South. They ended up winning the Pac-12 and then disappointed in bowl season. But, you know, at this point now, they've been removed enough from the sanctions. We've got 85 scholarships. Even though you're starting a freshman quarterback and you're rebuilding, they have no excuses anymore, right? We are USC. This is what we do. Alabama has been good for 10 years, 12 years, whatever it's been since Nick Saban's been there. They've replaced quarterbacks. It isn't like they're saying, well, you know, we're going to have an off year because we're starting a quarterback. Who gives a shit? It's a freshman. It's a good team. If, you, if you're well run and you've got a good coach you should be willing to just pick up where the last guy left off. So at this point, I think starting this season, there are no excuses. So as far as the, as far as the USC week one game goes against UNLV, the, the game started off really good. First play of the game, UNLV fumbles the ball. USC actually gets possession. And so you're thinking to yourself, this could be one of those games, especially against a, an opponent like UNLV that sure. isn't nationally renowned. You know, you, you take take possession of the first fumble and you, you march down, you score seven points. And then, you know, just from there, it's an onslaught. You win 63 to three or something like that's sort of where you thought the game was going to go. And then all of a sudden it's, you know, USC, they, they do score first, but they settled for four field goals in the first half. You know, hmm. and that's not what USC does. USC needs to score touchdowns. And when you've got the talent that USC has, you need to just beat the other team up. Now, we did that in the second half, and I don't know if it was because of halftime adjustments or, you know, just maybe they did wear UNLV, but, you know, to, to go into the half, I think the, the USC Trojans were only up a couple of points, and that's that's just not where you want to be against that type of, a, of an opponent. Now, last year with, well, I think it was Western Michigan, you know, we sort of ran into that same thing where it's like, you know, we won the game we needed to win, but we didn't win it the way we wanted to. Um, and I think this is an indictment to Clay Helton when you have all off season to prepare now, now mind you, you know, Stanford is week two, but you should have learned that last season, you don't prepare for week two when you're in week one, 
go out there, especially with a freshman quarterback. You need to go out and you need to dominate. Yeah. You yeah. need to, you know, sort of assert your authority. Like, this is who we are. This is who I am. So that when you go into that game against Stanford, you have an identity. And it's hard to have an identity early in the season. But if you can go out and you can, you know, these are young kids. If you can make them think that they are better than who they are at that point, that's how you got that, that, that season going. And, and so to me, the way the UNLV game went, it, that's just not how I felt. Um, from just an outside person looking in, one of the things that I did like and, and I think this goes back to the the sanctions conversation is that when we were in sanctions, we didn't have 85 scholarships. And so we were having I to love that you said sanctions are irrelevant, but you, you, you USC people be <laughs> loving to talk about sanctions. But you have to hear this. They do. So <laughs> when you're under sanctions and you don't have the number of scholarships, then that means that the number of quote, good players that you have available to play are less. Sure. And so, over the past four or five seasons, USC has played a lot of downs with their first string defense. Now, when you look at nationally recognized programs, Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, LSU, a lot of these, you know, a lot of these other teams that have the potential to win championships, they're too deep in every position. USC wasn't because we didn't have that opportunity. So one of the things that I liked that I saw this week was that they were playing too deep on the defense. And so nice. that means that rather than seeing, you know, your first string play 58 snaps, they're going to be playing, you know, half of that. And they're going to have their second string playing the other half. So when you get into that fourth quarter, these guys are going to be fresher than they have been over the past couple of seasons. And maybe that's why, you know, they wore down UNLV. So looking forward to the Stanford game, I think this is going to be critical for the rest of their season. Now, if they lose, it doesn't really matter. From the Pac-12 South standpoint, it's not it's not a South game. It is it is a Pac-12 game, right. but I think that they've got enough talent to still potentially win the South if Chip Kelly doesn't get UCLA, and we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> you know, playing the way I think that they will by the end of the season. Um, but I, I think it's going to be telling in the sense that we're going to see where USC is. Um, so you know, this game is away at Palo Alto. Um, and, you know, JT Barrett, or, I'm sorry, JT Barrett, uh, JT Daniels, uh, this will be his second game. Um, I think that, you know, he showed some, some ability in week one. I think he was what, right. 20, 22 for 35 with a passer rating of like 120 or something like percent okay. or whatever it was. So he, you know, can throw a deep ball. I think that he's got a really good connection with Amon Ross St. Croy or oh, St. Brown. Yeah. I think, yeah, St. Brown. Their name is legit. Yeah. It, it really is. Um, you know, so they've got, they've got a connection from, from the high school days. I think that as weeks go on, if, if the coaching is what I hope it is, that each week will get better. Um, my, my feeling at this point is no different than it was at the end of last season, and that is that Clay Helton is not the guy. But, you know, let's, let's play the season out and see how it goes. So yeah. I, I'm excited to see – USC, it's it's good to see the, the 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 red and gold out there playing on Saturdays, and uh, and uh, we'll we'll see how the rest of the season turns out. Yeah, All right. nice, awesome. And now, do you want to talk some Bruins? <laughs> yes, Man, this is a Ben heavy show. Yeah, Eric, you need to this show is like up. Your homie. your favorite. Yeah. So <laughs> with UCLA, you know, and and I and I talked when when UCLA signed him. This this was like earth changing. Yes. Oh, I mean, you were you brought a poster and a, I was playing the music and a banner and listen. A, yeah, I I believe I believe that Chip Kelly is a football guy, and mm -hmm. you know, 
I don't think that he, and as a lot of high, as a lot of college coaches, you know, Saban, uh, Pete Carroll, they don't necessarily translate to the NFL, right? You know, when you wear on guys or or whatever, I think that Chip Kelly has a specific style that he wants to play, and he is the guy in charge. And you I don't, don't think, think Pete Carroll translates to the NFL. I don't. I think that no, no, no. <laughs> he didn't. He he didn't before he went to USC. He goes over to a Seattle team, and I think that he had intimate knowledge for like three or four years of who the guys from college he should draft, and okay. he was good at drafting. And I think that he took those guys until they had to get to their next contract, and then everybody became bigger than the room, and he couldn't handle it. Huh. Where I think okay. that you have Bill Belichick. Who's the opposite? I think Bill Belichick is somebody who owns the room, and, and I think everybody yeah. respects, and, and he doesn't let people walk all over him. So that, that's a whole different conversation. But um, I just know that's what everyone was thinking when you said that, so I just wanted to... Right. So, so, Chip, <laughs> Kelly, so Chip Kelly wears on people, yeah. and so I don't think he translated to the NFL. I know he does well in college. Uh, this is his first season. These are, these are all Jim Morris guys. Now, mind you, this you know Josh Rosen did leave, so he he did backfill the the quarterback position. But you have to remember that when he came in, there was a lot of uh, you know national letter of intents that have been signed, and then others that had backed right. out because you know it's like Jim Moore was my guy. That's who I signed with. I'm going to back out. So you really can't look at this year as this is who he's going to be. But I do believe because they lost to Cincinnati this week. You know, who isn't a nationally, you know, recognized team as somebody that, you know, we need to, you know, say this, this is a national contender or something. Sure. You know, UCLA lost their quarterback in the first half who didn't come back and he, who's, who's listed at day to day. So it's not going to be something that's going to be a long term thing. But again, when you just look at, you know, a lot of the things that had happened, there was a lot of penalties that ended uh, draft or ended dri- drives. Uh, there was uh, a pick six that was dropped. You know, there was just so many things that happened to UCLA, and it was just really like bad luck yeah. all the way through the entire game. Stuff that, they can clean up. Stuff that absolutely they can clean up. Yeah. And and then here's the thing: is that the more time that Chip Kelly has with these guys, the more that they're just going to believe in the system. The faster that they're going to be, the better in shape they're going to be. You look at this team at the end of the season; it is not going to be what you saw in Week One. And so, it's very difficult to tell what this end of season is going to look like, but. You know, what I've seen from Clay Helton is that the team doesn't get better week to week. So, you know, what we're going to see against Stanford will probably be what we're going to see against Notre Dame and UCLA at the end of the season. What you're going to see UCLA do is going to be different because Chip Kelly is that type of guy. So I'm not changing my prediction. I still think that UCLA has every opportunity to win the Pac-12 South this year. And I know there's a lot of people that disagree with me. I think USC is absolutely the most talented team in the Pac-12. But I don't think that they have got the right coach in place, and I think that Chip Kelly will overcome a lot of this adversity, and by the end of the season, UCLA will be somebody to be reckoned with. Wow. You wow. heard it here first, folks. You know what I heard? Ben's true heart is with USC. <laughs> and he's not really a UCLA fan because uh, you love he him. wasn't protecting himself. <laughs> he thinks they're going to do well. Right. <laughs> That's totally it. Good stuff, Ben. Yeah, you well know done. What? Ben Garcia. Well God. done, sir. Thank that you. Was, that was really good. You know, when you prepare, Ben, really magic things happen. Eric, come back home. <laughs> <laughs> I like to be the guy in the corner that just says stuff. Oh, before we get out of here, one last thing, and that is we promised the listeners some hard-hitting 
fantasy yeah. advice. Let's do it. From our resident fantasy expert, oh, Mr. Darren Basin. Oh, we need to come up with a catchy name for this segment until we do. You guys think of it. Basin's Shark P Fantasy Corner. <laughs> How about this? Darren Basin's fantasy move you don't want to make this week. <laughs> well, if you listen to it, hey, don't blame me. There's a disclaimer in there somewhere. I like Basin's Shark P Fantasy. <laughs> Football advice. <laughs> like dot, dot, dot. Football advice. <laughs> All right, what do you got? So, well, uh, let's see. Tomorrow night starts uh, football. Yeah. And for all intents yes. and purposes, uh, you may be watching the game. You might not be watching the game. But at least you'll be paying attention to some of the players who are going to be playing on that team. And come Sunday, who cares about your team? You're going to be watching, what, uh, Red Channel? Yeah. Where they're showing, oh, what, yeah. eight or nine games uh, at the same Absolutely. time? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Love it. Just watching your player and seeing what he does this season. So I've picked out a few players who are probably on the waiver wire. Sixty percent. Nice. I like this. Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> <laughs> Terrell <He's> Owens. <laughs> Johnny Manziel. <laughs> Probably names you guys have not heard of. Antonio Gates. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Darren got him. <laughs> Third round. Him. Third round. He picked him up. Like first uh, was weird. Pick. What? what? Strange. An I predicted idiot. it before it even happened. <laughs> Wait. We can't mock our own fantasy expert. <laughs> oh, yes, we can. That negates the whole uh, thing. <laughs> so, for my for my first pick, my first sleeper pick, who may be on the waiver wire, who who probably is looking good to pick up this season, comes right. by the name of James Connor. Available in over... Hey, hey, put that phone down. I'm, I'm, no, no, I'm seeing if he's available all in All of a league. sudden, all of a sudden. I'm playing this guy in our league that I really need to beat. <laughs> so, so who is James Conner? His name's well, Darren Basa. <laughs> so who is James Conner? Well, we all heard of Le'Veon Bell. Right now, Le'Veon Bell has a contract yeah. with Pittsburgh um, Steelers. Yeah. And he is not coming in He's to sign out. his yeah. contract. Yeah. He has a nice $14.5 million signature, and he just doesn't want to go ahead and do it. Nobody at this point in time knows if he's going to come in and play at all. That's crazy. For the entire that season. Nuts. It sounds like so far he may be going to go ahead and hold out. For the meantime, until he comes back, James Conner takes his spot for the Pittsburgh Steelers as the number one running back. They've been gelling with Ben Roethlisberger uh, throughout preseason, so I think uh, he's probably a good, nice. solid pick until Le'Veon Bell, if he comes back. Most most fantasy uh, leagues, waiver wire is on Wednesday, right? Tuesday or Wednesday? So, Tuesday, that'd be, yeah, yeah. so today's Tuesday Wednesday. Wednesday yeah. So... Le'Veon has up until what Saturday to sign to play. Would they even play him because he hasn't played? In I the wouldn't preseason? think so. Yeah. So for week one, of, he's missed a lot of football. So basically, yeah. what you're saying is for week one, at a minimum, you may want to just pick him up as a replacement if you have Le'Veon as, yeah. as 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 the guy that you drafted for the full season. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's good that's, advice. That's fair. I, I like, like it. that. I like it. And Jeff, is he uh, is he available? He's actually not available in our league. Oh really? I know. Darren picked him up. I, I did not pick him up. Um, the other person who I have on the waiver wire within 60% of the leagues out there is Jordan Wilkinson. Actually, Wilkins. He's a running back for the Indianapolis Colts. And um, he is uh, probably a good pickup just because Marlon Mack, who is their number one running back, is out with a hamstring injury. So What happened he, to Frank Gore? Did he retire? No, I picked him up, remember? 
Come on. Oh. You're going to throw a joke <laughs> out there. Right. I might as well beat you to the punch. <laughs> Is Frank Gore still with Indy? He's RB number three for the Rams, man. Come on. What are you talking about? <laughs> How funny would that be if he was a Ram? No. He's not oh. a Ram. I know that. I know. Sure. I know. I know you know. No, yeah. He's definitely he's not a Ram. Come on. Get out of here. Jordan Wilkins. Okay. Is he available? Did you check? No, he's not available in wow. our league. Yeah. You picked him up also. No, already. I did not pick him up. He Who really has did. Charles Edward Cheese. I don't know who right, that he is. He sounds like he works at Subway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's Chucky's brother. Chucky's <laughs> brother. In addition to uh, Jordan, I have Alfred Morris from the 49ers. Oh, wow. Jared McKinnon Alfred. is oh, out right, with right, an injury. Yeah. Man, that's a name from the past. Yeah, that yeah. is a name from the For past. For the entire yeah. season, uh, McKinnon is out with an ACL. So uh, Alfred Morris, I think, is a it's valuable horrible. pickup. I'm surprised the Raiders didn't get him. Oh, they will. Yeah. That's a John Gruden way. He <laughs> Dude, likes to I'm work through you, his vets. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Those are some savvy pickups yeah, there, well Mr. Done, Basa. Sir. Thank you for that. Well if it works in your favor, you know, go Venmo me. Go free <laughs> That's to. That's right. Yeah. yeah. No. That's right. A Venmo tip. Who always take one? Good, good stuff. Gentlemen, it's good, good pod all around. Bravo. Happy to have football back. Woo! Oh, gosh. gosh. Good. So excited. Stuff. All right. We're out of here. We are Guys in Shorts. Follow us on Twitter at Guys in Shorts LA and on Instagram at Guys in Shorts Sports. We're on Facebook. The website is guysinshorts.com. We got the store up there. Hey, you know what? Do a little early Christmas shopping. Yeah. It's never too early. And I feel like the shipping takes forever anyway. Yeah, that's true. Although, as it gets closer, the shipping's super fast. Hey, well Ben done, finally ben. finished his that, uh, handle at wow. Crown Royal. Congratulations. Still waiting for my guys in shorts shorts. I got an Uber home. <laughs> we do need to do that. Yeah. Uh, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, please give us a review up there. We'd appreciate that. That definitely helps out. And as always, tell all your friends about how wonderful this podcast is. This amazing uh, podcast. That, it's it's rainbows just, and butterflies. It's the bee's knees. It's, yeah. it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Love these guys. All of them. Oh, yeah. Even Ben. Even Ben Garcia. <laughs> Love that guy. Thank you. Good Standing job. ovation. <laughs> there you go. go for ben. Standing ovation. Really, really good. He gives himself a standing O. Uh, Who well else does done. that? That's good stuff right there. <laughs> for On Victor a podcast. Costello, Darren Besa, and Ben Garcia, I'm Jeff Wilson. We'll see you guys next week. Go Rams! Go Rams! Cheers. <laughs>